Welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week we have another gorgeous guest as always. We have Courtney McDermott and Courtney is a best-selling author. She's a TEDx speaker. She's a mind-body expert and she has a Master of Science from the London School of Economics and her work in the field of self-development and business strategy has been featured in so many different media outlets and TV shows and she talks about her career highlights, including her time as an executive at Vanity Fair Corporation. She's been vice president at Sustainability Partners Inc. And then now she runs her own business and she has clients and audiences all over the world. And in this episode, we really delve into feelings, emotions, negativity, positivity, being present. So we go really deep on all of it. So get ready for that. And I just wanted to remind you, if you don't already know, that I have a face yoga workshop bundle. Now, this is absolutely amazing because you have a whole series of workshops to do in your own time at your own pace. So this bundle includes four video recordings of Face Yoga Workshop, all of which are two hours each. And you can enjoy this as many times as you like when you really need that boost of pampering self-care. So each workshop is based around a specific selection of Face Yoga exercises, and they're really tailored to the theme of the workshop. Plus, there's plenty of wellness techniques, as always, in there for your mind, body and soul. So you get the four two-hour video workshops, which is the facial exercises, facial massage, acupressure, relaxation and wellness techniques. Let's just quickly go through exactly what you get. So the first one is called Face Yoga for Lifted Skin with Reiki Healing. The second workshop you get as part of this lovely bundle is Face Yoga for Glowing Skin to Feel Like a Goddess. The third workshop you'll get in your bundle is Face Yoga for Radiant Skin with a journey through the chakras. And the fourth workshop workshop you get is face yoga for smooth skin with a journey through four elements. And you also have four PDF mini ebooks with summaries of the key takeaways from each video and you get lifetime access to all of the content. So these videos were originally taught live on Zoom and now you get to experience these recordings in your own time. So you'll get the exact same immersive and transformative experience as when it was live plus feel blissfully relaxed at the end of each session with fabulous lifted skin too. So this was originally £220 for all of that face yoga content and now it's just £49.99. So £49.99 British pounds. It's absolutely worth getting if you feel like you want a bit of time for you or you went to want to dive deeper into face yoga and wellness techniques. So I'll put the link in the show notes for you. I hope you enjoy it. So let's get into this week's episode with Courtney. Courtney, a very warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I am great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be talking with you. Thank you so much for being here. And there's so much that we're going to chat about today. And I'm so interested in everything you offer. I've been really immersing myself into it over the last few days and really understanding what you're about. And I really loved your origin story. Um, I really loved hearing about how you started off 
as a waitress and then you went into a secretary role and then you were in a very much a corporate environment and then you made the shift into your own business. And I'd love to know, first of all, what really triggered that shift and why did you feel like you wanted to make that jump from corporate world into your own business? Mm, I I always kind of joke that I've lived so many lifetimes in this, in this life and that, yeah, there's so many origin stories to that. So what inspired the shift from corporate into entrepreneurship, and I had reached the highest levels in the corporate environment, but what, and so I was supposed to be at this place that everyone says is you're golden. Um, but I kept having these cold shower moments <laughs> and they were really, really freezing cold shower moments of this cannot be it. And so after I had a number of those, I just say, okay, I've got to, I've got to figure, I've got to figure this thing out because the perennial quest for just around the corner that success is just one more accolade, just one more prize, just one more title, just one more social or status symbol that wasn't doing it for me. And I, looking around, I thought that's really not doing it for anyone. And so I started to find my way out and it turned into a a career, which was actually goes all the way back to my first passions as a, as a kid growing up. So it was sort of worked out perfectly. (laughs) I love that. And what's your favorite thing about what you do at the moment? Ooh, watching the light come on in other people, just watching it come on or get brighter and I can sense it. I can feel it. I can see it. And it just excites me like nothing else. I love that. And how do you think that light is switched on within people? What sort of tools are are you offering or are they discovering within themselves in order for that light to come on? Yeah, I think really it comes down to a remembrance, a sort of a deep remembrance and listening. And I think it often just gets so overlooked because we're not taught to listen. We're, we're taught actually, we, we are just consistent, constantly distracted. And so instead of to your precisely to your question of going within, and that's what sparked my first book, it change starts within because I was just so done with looking outside for my answers. It wasn't, it it just wasn't working as I said before. So, so yeah, I think for most people, it's a remembrance. And when you hear certain things, you might hear someone speak or you might read a book and it, it reminds you that you're actually a heck of a lot more than you might be imagining yourself to be at any given moment. And so yeah, that light. And then once you once you start fanning the flame of that, it just gets brighter and brighter and your prospects get brighter and brighter as a result. Yeah, I love that. And do you think that's about tapping more into our body rather than mm. being in our, our mind? I know that we're often searching for answers all the time in our mind, but actually as soon as we give ourselves space to go into our body, into our intuition, mm. into our soul that's when we can start to access and remember that light within us. And I, is that something that you teach going, going into the body? Yeah, 100%. When I give talks around the world, I actually have people get up and do things because it, it's, we say lots of times that it's something is psychological and we believe it to be psychological when really it's stuck stagnant energy in the physical body that we're just not moving through. And if we were to look at it, even of what's happening 
emotionally, psychologically, et cetera, when you're latching onto a thought impulse, right? And you're attaching some sort of emotional, I want to, instead of using the word emotional, I'd rather say sensation, right? So there's a sensation and that, that emotion sensation vehicle works like a vehicle. It's like a zoom race car that goes down into your body. I mean, we could look at this in brain body scans and we'd see neuropeptides moving down into the different organs of your body and literally getting lodged there. And so lots of times people say, well, I have this pain in my gut or I have, or, you know, my heart hurts or whatever that is, whatever that looks like. And what we're often not realizing is that we there is this mind-body connection, which of course we know, and we've been told for millennia and science has caught up with these things like scans, et cetera, over the last, you know, few hundred years, a couple hundred years, especially over the last hundred years. But we know this. I mean, we know this intrinsically, we know this. And so when, and lots of times I often will tell people when you're stuck, right? Because everyone can relate to this. You're stuck or something's not going your way, or you're upset about something and you go for a little walk and it always resets. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an automatic reset button. And so it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, I used to joke when I was working in corporate because I wouldn't leave my desk that much. And so I would joke that my greatest ideas came on my way to the loop, you know, because that was the only time I was actually getting up and getting away from the screen. Right. And so it's incorporating a lot more of that. I believe it's incredibly powerful to work with your body because your body will very quickly change your state. You know, the way you're using your body will very quickly change the way you're using your mind. And so it is this constant invitation to, yeah, to go within the body, listen to it, listen to what it's trying to tell you when it's in suffering and struggling, and then, you know, really work with it to start to release some of that and, and yeah, and also learn from it. Yeah. Definitely. And let's talk a little bit more about that sensation or that feeling of being stuck, because Mm -hmm. I know it can get very easy. We've all been there, I'm sure, many, many times getting stuck in this loop, almost like hamster wheel of negative thoughts and negative emotions. And it starts in our mind. It can impact our body. Maybe we get temporarily out of it, but then we're going back into it again. How can we start to break that negativity cycle that that life and and our society and, and the world can really push us into so quickly? Yeah, well, so let's talk for a moment about the difference between an emotion, what we call an emotion, and what we call a sensation. Great. I think making that distinction is fundamental because lots of times people say, I feel guilty. And if you really dig into that, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. It's a construct. It's a mental construct. It is a conditioning as well. So we've been conditioned to believe, especially as women, I see this a lot. You know, I feel guilty if I do these things for myself or whatever that looks like. And it goes all the way to shame, which can be incredibly debilitating, right? But again, it's a mental construct. So there you're sort of lost and trapped in the multiplex of the mind. Whereas when you recognize there is a very real sensation occurring within my physical body right now game's over. When you realize and you tap into and you become aware of this sensation, the game is over. (laughs) You're playing now a new game or you're no longer playing the game. You're no longer trapped in the cycle of that game. And again, it's much easier to do this 
than we may think because we are exerting enormous amounts of effort being trapped in the multiplex of the mind, right? So we are efforting so much to stay in those thought loops. And I'll tell you why. And this, I think, is really also an important distinction for people to understand is, you know, lots of times we think we're we're the ones thinking, but very rarely do people direct consciously direct their thoughts, I'm sure a lot of people in your community, because I've listened to what you do, you're phenomenal. I'm I'm sure you've worked a lot with this and a lot of people listening have, but most people are not consciously directing their thoughts. So what does that mean? It means that they're literally receiving an electrical impulse, right? That they then translate into this thing we call kind of verbal, and that can be verbal in our minds, in our thought, or verbal actually spoken. We turn it into verbal spoken, which is a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother bag of chips and a whole nother conversation. Very fascinating. But we turn it into this, right? And then what we do is we sort of hold on to it. Again, incredibly exhausting, a lot of efforting involved there. When instead we can recognize, well, that was an electrical impulse. That's interesting. And we instantaneously maybe go to whatever the sensation is. The sensation then will invite us into something called growth, or it'll invite us into something called transmutation, or it'll invite us into a deeper understanding of what our the evolutionary impulses that are coursing through us are calling us to in any given moment. Right. So that those distinctions alone, when we make them, when we become hyper aware of them, they're they're gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is a it's a it's a relearning, it's a it's a deconditioning and a relearning and a and a and really starting to pay attention to your attention. It really is. It's awareness. It's all yeah. awareness for sure. And talk to us a little bit about a concept which I know is often thrown around on social media, but actually I think when we get into it, there's a lot we can learn from it, and that is toxic positivity. So, yes, we want to get out of this loop of negativity to have this awareness, but actually do we want to get to the point where we are always trying to fight for those positive thoughts, always trying to push down those negative ones? I mean, for me, I don't think that's good. And I'm sure you're going to say the same thing. But again, how can we get out of that loop of trying to feel that we have to be so positive all the time? Right, right. I think when we start to reframe positive and negative. So what we're really talking about is this thing feels really uncomfortable and that thing feels exhilarating or exciting or juicy, right? And when we when we come to a place where it's all just experience and it's all just something to marvel at, we have a deep peace within us. So we're not pushing anything away and we're not, you know, trying to hold on to anything. You know, it's like there's a, I I think it was from Anthony DeMello's teachings where he said something to the effect of both what you're running away from and what you're racing toward are within you. And I'm paraphrasing, but the truth is that. So it's the courage to face it and then to marvel at the magnificence of it. And so, yeah, lots of times people say, oh, avoid this thing, or they call it bad, right? And and like Shakespeare said, nothing, neither good nor bad, but thinking makes it so, right? So we we want to instantaneously label things. Why? Because it makes us feel a little bit safer 
It makes us feel like there's some things that we can control when in reality, there's absolutely nothing that we can control, but we just, this semblance of safety for some reason, we're, I, I have very, a lot of theories on that, but not to take us off track because I digress easily, uh, to come back. So, so when we say bad, good, whatever, but here's the thing. And oftentimes you might even hear it with something like nature. And I think that's a great way of, we're all nature. We are nature as well, but uh, natural phenomenons like a storm, for instance, and someone will say, oh, it's bad weather. But if you have ever stopped to just marvel at a storm coming in, to just look at, even just, even just to look at it, you are confronted with something so magnificent and so gorgeous that any description of it would almost be uh, or impossible, right? Because we're describing something of such magnificence, such beauty. And that is life right there. You know, so anytime there's a hiccup, anytime there's something, instead of being open and curious as children, we have been trained, we have been hyper-trained to close down. And when we close down like that, we are literally closing down also our energy systems, hence also our connection with this source energy that is pumping our uh, pumping our hearts and, and sending electrical impulses down to our legs, telling them to take one step after another feet, you know? So, so that I think is where we can start to play around. And I really mean it as a play as this sort of joyful play, you know, you don't need to walk around all day and, you know, think <laughs> of label and categorize everything because again, it's exhausting, but it it is a deconditioning. It definitely is a deconditioning. Yeah. I have been the host of the Face Yoga Expert podcast for quite a number of years now. And I know many of you have asked me, how did I get started as a podcaster? And maybe you are thinking, I'd love to get started as a podcaster, but I just don't know where to start. Well, I've been working with Jonathan from Pure Podcasting for the past few years. So we are doing an amazing collaboration and we put together this special offer to help anyone listening who thinks that a podcast could boost their business or their side hustle, but maybe you're thinking, okay, I'm on a tight budget. So I'm very pleased to announce that you can now enjoy a whopping 60% of Pure Podcasting's popular podcast launch package, which is exactly how I got started with my own podcast. And this includes one-to-one technical assistance to make sure you get great sound from the beginning, four fully edited episodes, a specially designed intro and outro with music to make sure your podcast is instantly recognisable and branded from the very first episode. Plus, you get help to publish it to all the networks. This is normally priced at £1,200, but Pure Podcasting are offering this service to all my listeners of the Face Yoga Expert podcast, discounted to £480. Guys, that is amazing value. So if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, now is the perfect time to dive in. You just want to go to podcasteditingservices.com slash face yoga 
expert offer. And there's a little dash between face yoga expert offer. So we'll also put the link in the bio or just send me an email or a DM if you need the link. So let me tell you that again. It is podcasteditingservices.com slash face dash yoga dash expert dash offer go for it. It's definitely worth starting a podcast. One of the best things that I ever did. I love that. And what I'm hearing from you is if we can have that awareness, we can be in the present moment, we can have acceptance, and then we can combine that with joy and play, then we're getting to a place where we can feel that peace within us. And I love that. And I love that concept. And I always try and think what my listeners and my viewers may be thinking as they're listening or watching this. And I'm sure they are saying, Courtney, Danielle, this all sounds great, but how do I get to that place? So do you have any, I guess, tangible tips that people can actually physically do in order to help move them closer to that place? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I get asked this a lot, you know, tips and techniques and all that. And I'm kind of like, and they do have their place. And yet at the same time, uh, I think the, the efforting of it around it is that's your intention. And that's fantastic. Your intention to find peace within yourself is sort of that number one. Then there are things that you can quote unquote do, or I should even say not do that are wildly profound and that will transport you into these other states of consciousness. However, in their simplicity, they often elude us. So there might be things that you hear someone say, you know, you hear Danielle say something, anything, oh, okay, I I think I've got it. Um, But then in the minute that you go to kind of practice, it's almost like it's lost, right? So just being aware and playful around that as well, because for example, one of the things that I'm constantly on about, even with myself, whenever something strikes us, see if you could relax. And it's just so simple that it evades us. Mm -hmm. And also if we're really high strong, which I tend to be in environments with people in corporate, et cetera, where I'm working with very high performers, quote unquote, and all these kinds of things. And so or at top universities where there's this constant struggle. And so when you hear relax, it can be incredibly frustrating because you're like, oh, I am relaxed. I have it all under. And I I can relate to that because that's where I was. So I would say someone would tell me to relax. And I'd be like, oh, I'm obviously very relaxed because I was poised (laughs) and all the things, but I was not relaxed. Or you say, don't tell me to relax. I'm already relaxed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So sometimes we hear these things and we think, well, yeah, you know, I am or whatever, but here's the thing. When we're totally relaxed, don't you imagine this for a minute, right? When you're totally relaxed, Say, for example, you're in a safe place, you're about to go to sleep, you are just completely relaxed. What happens? You're about to go to sleep, you're starting to drift through to different brainwave frequencies, you're actually becoming kind of superhuman in those moments, right? You're incredibly relaxed. That is your most natural state. However, right, we get into all of these games that we were talking about earlier with the mind, et cetera, where we get distracted and we forget that. So again, this is a remembering and relaxing, deeply relaxing into whatever is occurring around you. 
is a practice until it's no longer a practice, until it is your default. So, you know, I tell a lot of stories about this. And one that I told in my book was like finding out right post pandemic, I'm supposed to go give this speech to, I think it was 150 chambers of commerce in the, in Florida. I was headed there, whatever. And I think it was less than 48 hours before departing that I found out that my passport was expired. Oh no. And there was absolutely nothing that I could do to remedy the situation. And so I just relaxed. And when I relaxed like that, this message was coming through, go to the airport anyway. And I'm thinking, go to the airport anyway. You're going to send me home, you know, an hour and a half. But I, but then I got out of the, again, I got out of the mind chatter and I just said, all right, well, I'm relaxed. And I had planned to go there. So why not? Right. And I, t- and I tell the story through, through to the very end because it's so shocking. Each step is so shocking of the power of relaxing into it. And when I was, I still remember when I was standing in front of the counter with my expired passport and I had two passports because I had my Italian passport and my American passport, but I couldn't travel on the Italian, but it was a long story. But regardless, the point was I was standing there and in the past, I would have been praying or sending the intention that things went my way, that I was able to get to America, able to give this talk, able to do this, that, and the other. Instead, I was praying for the peace to be in my center and my joy, regardless of the outcome. And as I said, the results were just, I mean, off the charts to the point where a customs officer didn't even recognize that my passport was expired. I mean, a customs (laughs) officer. So (laughs) I won't go into the whole story, but that is the second key. So we relax and we ask And you can call it prayer, you can call it intention, you can call it meditation, you can call it whatever you want. The important thing is that you are relinquishing this false sense of control and forcing, which is honestly not getting us anywhere or getting us somewhere in a very deteriorated state once we get there. You relinquish that and you just say, I'm here, help. (laughs) Help me stay in peace. Mm-hmm. Not help me get this, that, or the other. You have that. That is an impulse. That is a desire. That's wonderful. It's it's you you release the attachment to it. And I I, I could go on and on about that. So I'll leave it there for now and see see what no, I, uh, I love that. And what I love so much about that answer is I feel like as a society and maybe as a human race, I'm sure there's exceptions, but as a human race, we want these tips and techniques or even quick fixes in order to get us feeling the way we truly desire but what I'm hearing from you which is something I feel that most of us already know deep within us when we actually start to listen is actually what it is about it's about just going to that place within us where we have that peace all the time it's always there that peace being aware of that, being present with that and trusting that. And actually that is going to help us be guided the right way, feel the way we want to feel. And I know from my experience, I often say things like to my husband, for example, I'll say, oh, I feel really tired. I need to do something about this. So I need to do less work tomorrow, or I need to book a yoga class, or maybe I should have a massage, or maybe I should ask my team to help out with a few more things. And I'm constantly trying to think, what can I do to feel Mm. less tired? 
But actually, when I take that moment of peace, what I know within me is it's there. I don't need to do more. In fact, I need to do less. I need to surrender. I need to listen. I need to be. So actually, I think, correct me if I'm wrong with with saying all this, but what I hear from you is actually that we need to do less and we need to be more than we need to do. Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you know, what at the very beginning of, of your response was human race. Where are we racing to? So true. We're human beings. Where are we racing to? You know, there's a beautiful, I love in Alan Watts um, work. He talks about, you know, when you're dancing, you're not thinking about where you're going to end up on the floor. You're just enjoying it. Yeah. And to your point, yes, the universe is, or the universe, how are we, the universe, universe, so one verse, one song, one, you know, this one consciousness, this one intelligence, it is constantly providing these opportunities for you to grow into this consciousness, you know, this, this awareness that you're all of it, (laughs) that you're all of it. You're the, you're the big bang and everything after, right. And before as well, you're all of it. And so it'll do this through things that, you know, when you, when we say we're tired, et cetera. And then what happens is oftentimes to your point, which is a very, very lucid, very precise and eloquent point is that we will try to do anything we can to not feel the discomfort of that evolutionary impulse, right? So we're tired. So we know, okay, there's a rest that needs to happen. There's a deep rest. Or just let me honor this tiredness. And we'd rather do anything else. You know, just like we'd rather do anything else than sit quiet in a room alone, as Pascal was saying, we'd rather do anything else. And that's what gets us into all our trouble, right? Is that we just don't want to listen to your point. We, yeah. we just, it, it's so uncomfortable sometimes. However, when we go into this, as you have, as you've learned to do, and as you teach, when we go into that deep listening, there are, there's such magic and miracles on the other side that it gets more and more exciting. And there's almost like, you don't maybe want to do other things sometimes because it's like, wait, let me just sit in that deep listening. Cause I'm getting all these answers, you know, more and more I'm operating in a way in my life that is astonishing to me because whereas before I would toil and struggle now it's these answers are coming through the talks are coming through the writing is coming through and of course there's been a whole lifetime lifetimes in this lifetime of efforting and then it's relax like we're talking about relax and I I would you know if you want to continue talking about this there's more I would say about control and all of that as well because I think it's something that a lot of us are plagued by. We absolutely are and it's it's fascinating as as human beings how we and then I'm saying be, beings now which is interesting rather than human race mm-hmm. as human beings we do want to control things so much and what I'm really, and there's so much I want to talk about. I'm also aware, <laughs> aware of time. There's so much I want to ask you. So I know my listeners and viewers will want Same. to know. <laughs> but something that I wanted to, to touch on actually was how beautifully you explained everything about how you can now be and how you can 
effortless, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. And I know for me personally, and I'm sure many of the people listening to this, I've also managed to get to that place sometimes. Now, the reason I'm saying sometimes is because I think over the years, the more and more I have had this awareness, whatever you want to call it, deep intuition, connected to my soul, spiritual up level, whatever, however you want to label it or name it, I find that there's many more times where I can go into that peace and I can go into that awareness but I don't always so I also have times where I can get angry I can get upset I can get frustrated and I'm not just feeling those emotions for a moment being aware of them and letting them move on I'm clinging on to them and I'm clinging them Mm. on to them for a while yes I now have the tools within me to be able to move on at some point. But I think, guess I'm just saying this because I want to make, I guess, everyone aware that even when we do know this and we have this understanding, we are human. We will feel <laughs> things and we will cling on to those feelings and get in that loop a lot. Right. This is something you experience as well, that actually you, you you find that you can go back to those old conditionings or pattern, patterns that you might have. Yeah, I find it less and less with anything that's happening externally, but I definitely experience this beautiful array of sensation, emotion, that oftentimes I can't even explain, you know, I can't explain why the storm is coming in. I can just sit with it and kind of marvel at it in my own way. And oftentimes I feel like when we really get with it like that, we really, really get with it. We can't, but marvel. We really can't. And so it's funny that the more that sort of has taken root, and the more that I have purposefully directed myself toward let go, let go, let go. And it is an unlearning. It's an unlearning. We start out that way. If you look at a child, they get upset about just from a second to one, from second one to second two, it's they're screaming and then they're smiling their faces up. I mean, they're, they are masters, right? They are absolute masters of living it all. Mm-hmm. And we came for the sensation. You know, you you talk, uh, we, you know, we often say that we have a body, right? We know we're not the body, right? The body is what's permitting this consciousness to experience, to feel, to touch, to taste, to marvel, to, to, to sit in awe, right? And to sit, to sit with it, to really be with it. Right. And so this is what this consciousness is, is, is moving to this form for it's what's it's, it's the gift, but when we don't recognize it as a gift and instead we sort of, again, we sort of attach to it or we try to control. And this in and of itself, I think what has helped me the most to understand how to let that go because I was very controlling. <laughs> I mean, I was type A times, you know, three. I was, you know, <laughs> multiplied or whatever. Yeah, it was a triple A battery. Uh, I was, you know, really, I was very deeply conditioned to know that I have an objective and a quote unquote goal and there are a hundred steps to take to get it and I'm going to take all of them and I'm going to get there, right? And just to be clear, when you become aware of the things that we're talking about, or as you become more and more aware of the things that you and I are sharing, it's like 
you don't stop the doing. The doing happens through you as a result of who you are. It's an, it's intrinsically motivated. It's a knowing that this is this consciousness wanting to express through this form. And so there is a doing like this morning, I, I woke up and I had this just intuition. I had to write to this person and it was just, so I just, what did I do? I woke up, right? I did. I, I, I sat in, in some quiet reflection and then I laid down on the couch and I just dictated this letter to someone. You know, and of course, I when I say dictate, I truly mean dictate, right? So consciousness is, you know, using this form to 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 communicate something, right? And the more again that I've sort of relaxed into that, but how did I do that? So this I think is key, at least it was for me in making this transition more and more, was realizing the absurdity behind the idea that I can control anything. Yeah. And knowing, because we also have to recognize and know that we're only doing this with a very tiny infinitesimal part of our lives, right? So 99.99999 some odd percent of what is occurring both within and around you, you are not in any way trying to control. If you were, you'd lose your mind. Okay. So you're not trying to control the part of your brain, for example, the reticular activating system that is filtering through the trillions of of data to which you're exposed every day, right? You're not trying to say, wait, let me tell you reticular activating system how to do your job. You are not pretending that you need to control the beating of your heart, for example, And again, this is happening internally with the trillions of biochemical reactions occurring every second within your, within your body, for example, and all these other things, but it's also occurring externally. So one of the things I often joke about is we don't go to bed at night saying, is the sun going to come up tomorrow? Is it not going to come up? Is it going to come up? Is it not going to come up? We don't do that because we would recognize instantaneously the absurdity of it. However, we then go and take that 0.00000 whatever 1% that's left over and we say, wait, this part I've got to control. The relationship, the job, the social status, the whatever I'm wearing, this, this, whatever I am, however it is that I am showing myself as a persona, as a character. And that's again, whole nother story. So we can get in that if you want, but this part I've got to control. So it's recognizing, it's almost finding the humor in it. Danielle, there's so much humor in the fact that we are trying to like grip onto this. And it's, it's also comes from a place of, like I said, wanting to establish safety, but that's, that's, uh, a nonsense (laughs) in the sense that there is no sense, there's no rational sense behind it if we stop to examine it for a moment. So it's really just saying, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. That's cute. That's, that's lovely. I was trying to do that again. That's interesting. And then that for me, at least has helped so much because I'm like, oh, really? I don't have to control it. And then the minute I relinquish the control is like, boom, everything comes, you know, in ways that you couldn't even possibly fathom that just delight you to no end because you're like, oh my God, I didn't actually, you know, I I didn't need to make all that fuss. It's like a kid having a tantrum. So yeah. 
That's amazing. Humour is so, so powerful in this, you know, when we can actually almost laugh at ourselves. Um, and I like to almost look at it like stepping outside yourself and looking inwards and going, oh, my goodness. And sometimes you almost can have a giggle at the chatter that's going on in your brain and the negative thought patterns that are going on. And as soon as you just go, oh, God, you know, just laugh, it's it really just takes that pressure off and it makes it. I guess it makes it not real. And that's the best thing yeah. about it. You realise it's not real. Those mm-hmm. thoughts, those feelings, that negative loop, it, it's not real. It's not anything. The only thing that is real is what's deep within us, is that yeah. going back to that peace and that awareness and that all-knowing. Um Thank you, Courtney, so much. I feel like we're going to have to get you back for a part two, but I know that you have books that people can dive into if they want to learn more about what you offer. Would you mind letting us know how they can get those and hear more about what you offer? Sure, sure. So my latest book is called Give Yourself Permission. And I really love it because it's a short read. My first book is an even shorter read. It's called uh, Change Starts Within You. They both have a lot to do with intuition and happiness and how to find that, but not from, and confidence, but not from the traditional ways of defining those things, but really more along the lines of what we've been sharing here today. And so, yeah, the second book has been out for a couple of months. It is, uh, it's, it's everywhere where books are sold. You can find it everywhere. Um, my website is courtinc.com. That's a short URL because my name is Courtney without a U. So it's C-O-R-T. And so we shortened it to courtinc.com. So people we are sure to land on it. Um, because I think Courtney with a U gets you to some copywriter in Illinois, but I live in Italy and uh most of the year. And uh yeah, so those are I but I'm also on Instagram. I really like Instagram at Courtney McDermott, the full name, and LinkedIn as well is a place where I'm pretty active. Thank you so much. Yeah. I must Thank show you, you again, before yeah. we go, actually, what my obviously all the right t-shirts do. <laughs> I feel like that says everything about what we've what we've focused on today. So you did, and I wore a liberté. This is amazing. I love that we've got freedom, we've got peace, we've got love. This is we've got all of it. Well, I'm sending you, Courtney, lots of peace and love and freedom and good wishes. So thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.